Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coffee Break Italian, Season 3, Episode 18. Ciao a tutti, benvenuti a Coffee Break Italian. Io sono Mark. Salve a tutti, e io sono Francesca. Come stai Francesca? Sto bene Mark, sono felice perché oggi abbiamo pranzato all'aperto. Sì. <ride> Ma Francesca, non ti sei scoperta? Eh no, anche se siamo a giugno, <ride> siamo comunque in Scozia, quindi c'è il sole ma fa un po' frescolino. <ride> frescolino. Well, just to explain, it was a sunny day, so we had lunch outside. Um, I'm in my t-shirt, but Francesca made sure she had her jacket because... Um, What was it? Ap- aprile? Non ti scoprire. Non ti scoprire. Maggio. Ad agio, ad agio, ad agio. E poi giugno. Poi, poi fai, fai come, come vuoi. vuoi. Ma in Italia, <laughs> non in Scozia. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when the sun's out in, in March, short sleeves, that's the way it has to be. In Scotland, anyway. Anyway, we're here today to talk about plurals. Plurals of nouns which have irregularities. And this is a great episode because it's going to cover lots and lots of these plurals which are irregular and which you see sometimes but you're not quite sure how to use them. Sì, infatti, we're going to uh, go through not all the irregularities that we have in Italian because that would be a never-ending episode, but the key irregularities that we encounter in uh, nouns and some adjectives uh, as well. Okay. Allora, mando alle chance. Sì, infatti, diamo inizio alle danze. Okay, Mark, so as uh, we have just said, we are going to provide an overview on irregular plurals, not all of them. And because we cannot cover everything in a uh, in a short episode, uh, my advice is always to uh, use a dictionary when you are not too sure about uh, a plural, if you think that that word doesn't look right always make sure you double check against a, a, a good dictionary so that's always a good start when it comes to regular plurals sounds good okay i think we'll split these into kind of groupings si, si. so what will we start with we're going to start with something that our listeners are already familiar with that is nouns and adjectives ending in co ka or go and ga. Okay, so let's look at some examples then. So as we know, this uh, the sound k and g in Italian can change to uh, ch and j depending on the vowels that uh, come after. So usually the idea is to keep the hard k and g sound mm-hmm. uh, both in nouns and adjectives. And to do so, we must add the famous h, la yeah. h. <laughs> yeah. So, for example, if we talked about il gioco. Esatto. Il plurale è giochi. Giochi. So, C-H-I at the end to keep that hard C sound. Sì. O amica. That would be amiche. 
Molto bene. An, an adjective, for example, tedesco or tedesca. That would become tedeschi or tedesche. Bravissimo, bravissimo. And the same applies to uh, words ending in uh, go or ga. Ad esempio, lago. So, lago, a lake, that would be laghi. L-A-G-H-I. Molto bene. And the same for the uh, adjective largo. Mm -hmm. That would become larghi. Sì, and feminine larga. Larghe. Perfetto. Again, adding that H. Adding the H. And let's think of a noun ending in ga. Ad esempio, diga. This is probably a new word. Diga means dam. Dam, yeah. Okay, so diga would become dighe. D-I-G-H-E. Perfetto. So this is, let's say, uh, the, the key point about nouns and adjectives ending in ko, ka, go and ga. However, Mark, uh, some nouns and adjectives ending in ko don't want the H to form the plural. And this is when uh, these nouns and adjectives are stressed on a syllable which is not the second to last. Okay, so if we take a word like medico. Bravissimo. That would be medici. Medici, because the emphasis is on the first syllable, on the, on the syllable me. Mm -hmm. So medico, medici. Um, I'm also thinking of an adjective like simpatico. Simpatico. So if we div divide this adjective in syllables, the stress is on pa, sim, pa, ti, So the stress is not on the second to last syllable. Mm -hmm. And for this reason, we don't need to add the H for the plural. Okay. Now, if we, if we think of that as a sort of exception to our rule, there's also an exception to the exception. I know. It's a bit confusing. <laughs> and it's one of the most common word, uh, words that we all know, the word amico, friend, mm -hmm. The plural is actually amici, although the emphasis is on me, but uh, eh, that's, how, that's how it is. Yes. <laughs> And the good thing is, it's one of those words that we know really well because we've, we've learned it way back at the beginning si, of starting to learn Italian. Si. So we've got amico, amica. Then amici, but... Amiche. Amiche. Sì, Mamma mia, è sì. complicato. È un po' complicato, so we just need to get used and uh, the more we are exposed to the language, uh, I guess, the more these words uh, will just sound uh, correct and natural. And also reading, obviously, is a great way to familiarize with irregular plurals because we see how words are, are spelled and it's just easier to uh, memorize them. Are there any other words that follow that same pattern? Uh, like amico, you mean? Mm -hmm. uh, ad esempio, uh, the adjective greco. Yeah, Greek. so Greek. So greco, greca. Sì. But greci and greche. Greche, wow. sì. So the feminine is always uh, keeping that pattern of mm -hmm. k in the singular and in the plural by adding the h. But the masculine can be more irregular. Okay. Right, so that is uh, some uh, some useful information about ko, ka, go, ka. Anything else? Yes, maybe we should also mention the category of nouns ending in logo, like uh, psicologo, mm -hmm. and the plural changes to psicologi. Right, so a soft sound again. Sì, sì. Psicologi. Okay. Psicologo, psicologi. Okay, va bene, va bene. Okay. Okay, shall we move to the next category? 
Yes, the next category is feminine nouns ending in CIA, so C-I-A, or GIA, G-I-A. And this is more a spelling thing, so this doesn't really affect the pronunciation as much, but it's more like being accurate when we spell words in Italian. Okay, so can you give us an example of what you mean here? Okay, so basically when we form the plural of these words, at times we retain the letter E or the English I at the ending to form the plural, but on other occasions it disappears. Right, so let's have some examples, I think. Okay, uh, so if we take the word for a shirt or blouse, camicia, we have the ending cia, and the plural retains that letter I or Italian uh, um, E. So it's spelled cami, C-E with C-I-A. Right. But just to be absolutely clear, we pronounce that camice. Camice. Yeah. Si. So there's no sort of stress on that I there. C-A-M-I-C-I-E. But that I is simply there making the C soft, although the E would do the same job. <laughs> exactly. Si. And a good way to uh, to know whether we need to keep the letter I or not uh, is to see whether before the this extending ending, cha or ja, we need to see if there is a vowel or a consonant. Ah, that's <laughs> helpful, right. Yeah. <laughs> so coming before the C of camicha, then we've got an I. Exactly. And so that is what's indicating the fact that we need to keep that I in afterwards. Yes. Right. It's a trick. Okay. <laughs> yes. So give us another example then. So if we take, for example, arancia, orange. So before the C of the cha, mm-hmm. we've got a consonant, the N there. Exactly. So am I right in thinking that that means we can drop the I in the ending? Bravissimo. Arance. So arance, A-R-A-N-C-E, as opposed to arancia, si. ending in I-A. Right. Exacto, si. Okay, test me on another one. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about valigia, suitcase? Uh, right, so valigia. There's an I before the G, therefore we need to keep the I after the G. Bravissimo, valige. Vowel G, then we need the other vowel. So I-E, valige, oh well, I-E in this case, valige. Okay. E l'ultima, spiaggia? Oh no, that's tricky because it's a double G. Um, I am going to guess, because I think I've seen it, spiagge with an E, just an E. Just an E, an uh, English E, e but not yeah, the Italian not the E. I. Okay. <laughs> so double G E without uh, uh, the I or the Italian E because uh, there are two consonants. I like this. I like when we get a rule like that. That's, that, that was new to me. So that's a good rule. I've definitely learned something today. Yes, it's something that actually we learn in school in Italy because it's tricky for us to uh, to know whether we need that letter or not to form the plural. Okay, so what's our next category? Okay, the next category is uh, nouns ending in yo, so I O. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like figlio. Figlio, for example. So let's just work out together what do we do to form the plural of a figlio? Well, a word ending in O would normally 
take an I in the plural, mm -hmm. but that would give us two I's. So we don't really need those. So do we just make it figli? Yes, that's right. So we just need one I or Italian E to form the plural. And that's the case with most uh, of the words ending in yo. They just need one uh, E, Italian I, to form the plural. But when we mention filio, that's about family members. And I'm thinking about another family member that ends in I-O. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, that that is an exception. Zio. See, zio. Zio is such a short word. So in this case, we actually need to double the I because otherwise we would just say Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit tricky. So if Sounds we like want... a bee sting. <laughs> See. <laughs> So in that case, we would say Z. Z, yeah. So i miei Z. Sì, bravissimo. Okay. Anything else we need to know about I-O endings? Uh, no. <laughs> Va bene, okay. Okay. Then something we have mentioned several times is the abbreviated words. So, like, like what? Ad esempio, cinema, uh, bici, photo, uh, okay. they are short for longer words. Mm -hmm. So what happens in the plural there? What happens? Can you remember, Mark? Uh, il cinema, I think, becomes i cinema. Sì, so they stay, the they stay the same. So okay. this is good news. We, we do need to know, obviously, if a word is an abbreviated word. And uh, once we find out if that's the case, then we are sure that that word doesn't change. Ad esempio, photo can be one photo or a lot of photos. Oh, and okay. it's always uh, a photo. Okay, and likewise, I'm thinking you, you mentioned bici for si. bicicletta. Si. So, la bici and le bici. Le bici. Le bici. Si. Okay, good. Bravissimo. Uh, we also have uh, words uh, ending with an accent in the singular. So, Università, forse? Università, okay. un buon esempio. Uh, caffè, mm -hmm. uh, te, città. Well, I think if you order... Due caffè, mm -hmm. you just order due caffè. Sì, sì. <laughs> so sì. those don't change either. No, all words ending with an accent, again, they stay the same. So there is no way to pluralize città, università, caffè, te. Good to know. Which okay. is good news. Absolutely, I, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then we have to consider uh, those um, masculine words uh, ending in, uh, in A or Italian uh, a. And again, we have to recognize that they are masculine words and not feminine and treat them like masculine words. So probably the most famous is problema. So un problema, a problem, masculine, um, uh, due problemi. Bravissimo. So it's not probleme because it's not a feminine word. Yep. It's just a masculine word ending in a. So the plural follow, uh, follows the pattern for masculine uh, nouns. Okay. Ad esempio, poeta, which is the word for poet. Poeti. Poeti, mm -hmm. sì. Um, autista, driver. Driver. Um, autisti. Molto bene. Okay, sì, okay. Sì, sì. Perfetto. Eh, Everything okay so far? So I far, so good? I think so. So far, so good. I hope our, our listeners are following. I, I guess these kind of episodes where we're giving lots of lists, 
it can be quite difficult to follow all of these these, these different uh, ideas. But if you are writing them down, then you've got something to go back to. And as Francesca said earlier, the key thing is getting as exposed to as many of these words as possible by reading more, listening more and getting as much input as possible. Sì, esatto, sono d'accordo. Eh, like, it's impossible to learn endless uh, uh, lists of words, but just by uh, reading and being exposed, we can, uh, we can learn them quite easily. Ma andiamo avanti, Mark. We also have to see some uh, other irregular words, and these are words that present some interesting and maybe a little strange uh, irregularities at first. I'm thinking, for example, of the word for hand. Right, so that is la mano, already a little bit strange. Yeah, because it's a feminine word, but ending in o. So Mm. la is feminine, but mano is an ending uh, typical of masculine uh, nouns. Mm -hmm. And the plural is, again, a little bit strange, is le mani. So it's a feminine word, Mm -hmm. but with the endings typical of masculine Nouns. So, la mano becomes le mani. Esatto. And uh, we stick to the, uh, to the body because another word is il dito. The finger. Uh-huh. And it's masculine. Mm-hmm. The plural, um, it's very interesting <laughs> because, let's say, the most common plural is le dita. Mm-hmm. So, it's a... Feminine plural word, obviously, but with the ending a, which uh, is typical of uh, singular nouns. (laughs) I think the finger is the rebellious word. It just wants to be different. (laughs) Maybe. And there is also the alternative, but this is less common, of saying edt. Yep. And uh, it could also sound wrong, Editi, because we don't use it very often. The idea is that Ledita is, uh, uh, in general, as a group, and Editi, like each individual finger. Okay, yeah, I get it. Okay. And, and is there a reason why the body parts have these strange yes. rules and so on? There are a lot of uh, uh, words in Italian related to the body that are uh, like that. I think because they come in uh, in pairs, in pairs yeah. uh, usually, and there is uh, still uh, some sort of influence from uh, uh, Latin with the... Um, the plural in mm-hmm. uh, a, which yeah. was typical of uh, Latin words. So we can still see an influence there. Okay, excellent. Anything else? Uh, yes, the same for the knee. Ginocchio. Bravissimo, ginocchio. Uh, the plural, the most common one is le ginocchia. So that is a feminine plural word, le, mm-hmm. si. but ending in Ah. In A. So it's really strange at first to see a masculine word becoming feminine in the plural, but with an ending typical of the singular. <laughs> so we need to get used to that. But again, there is also the option of saying i ginocchi, which is not as much uh, used. Though. Okay, so il ginocchio becomes le ginocchia. Mm-hmm. And uh, l'uovo. Oh, yeah, because it's l'uovo, masculine, and then in the plural it becomes a feminine word and ending in a as well. Bravissimo. Le uova. Le uova, eggs. <laughs> okay. Not to be confused with uva. 
So attenzione, because yeah. the sounds are very similar. And if you remember when we talked about uh, uh, Luca in a previous episode, we mentioned uh, uh, il muro. Yeah. The wall. The, the wall, that's right. But we also have le mura. Le mura. So we have two possible plurals. If we just talk about the walls of the house, we mm -hmm. would say i muri, like uh, hanno costruito i muri della casa. But if we talk about le mura della casa, it's more like the home, uh, the space for the family. Uh, so the, the meaning changes a little with the regular plural. Good to know. Okay, we're almost at the end of our list, but there are a couple of other categories here that we want to mention, Francesca. Sì, eh, obviously in Italian there are a lot of foreign words which are used and words which are not Italian, but we take them from other languages and we use them quite regularly. And at times we have to pluralize them, mm -hmm. obviously. So what do we do with words like uh, bar, cocktail, computer, uh, film? I think we just keep them the same. Si, they si. don't change. Si. So there is no need, uh, for example, for the, the plural S that you would use in English. Uh, you would just say un film, due film, il bar, i bar. And usually these words are associated with the masculine gender, mm -hmm. unless they have a clear feminine ending, ending like uh, um, vodka, for okay. example. It's not an Italian word, uh, but it ends with an ending which is similar, which is identical to the Italian endings uh, for feminine singular. Therefore, it's easier to associate vodka to the feminine gender. And what would the plural then be of... Uh... Uh, la vodka. Uh, you could say, ad esempio, vodka. Vodka uh, works. Yeah, that could work because it's, it really mirrors the pattern of a mainstream Italian feminine uh, noun. Okay, even though it's a word that's been borrowed from another si, language. Si. Okay. Right, final category. See, uh, I thought it would be interesting to mention some colors mm -hmm. which are invariable, so uh, they don't change their ending, uh, whatever is uh, uh, the plural being involved. Uh, and I'm referring to blue, mm -hmm. viola, and uh, rosa. So that's blue, violet, or purple, and rosa, pink. See. Si. Can I double check what happens with orange? Um, now you can pluralize arancione and marrone. Okay. I know some textbooks uh, present arancione and marrone, I think, uh, as invariable as colors, yeah. but you can pluralize them now. So okay. you can say arancioni and marrone. Marroni. Good to know. Okay. So this is not quite an exhaustive list in the sense that there are other irregular plurals that we do need to know or that we'll come across in our reading and listening. But I would say these are probably the most important ones to recognize. Sì, esatto. And in the dialogue, we will hear a lot of irregular uh, plurals, both nouns and adjectives. And that dialogue is coming up after the break. In addition to the podcast version of Coffee Break Italian Season 3, we are also putting together a full course on the Coffee Break Academy, where you'll be able to access bonus materials to help you make even better progress with your Italian. 
That's right. Not only will you be able to enjoy an ad-free audio version of each lesson, we'll also provide a bonus episode in which we'll go through every detail of the dialogues and a third episode for each lesson in which Francesca will be testing us with some translation challenges based on the lesson topic. Of course, there are comprehensive notes and a video version of each lesson too. Visit coffeebreakitalian.com and follow the links for season three there. Welcome back. Today's episode is focusing on plurals of nouns, and we're just about to listen to a conversation in which you're going to be hearing lots of irregular plurals. Sì, esatto. In this conversation, we will hear uh, two friends. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talking about their uh, holidays, and one of them is just back from uh, uh, a wonderful time, uh, a wonderful holiday in Turkey, in Turkey. So she's telling everything about uh, um, her time there. We look forward to listening. Let's have a listen then to these two friends talking about holidays. Ciao Elisa, come sei abbronzata? Eh sì, sono appena tornata dalle vacanze. E dove sei stata di bello? Sono andata in Turchia con le mie amiche. Wow, che fortuna! Hai delle foto? Certo, il mio telefono ne avrà sì e no 3000. Ma hai visitato solo le grandi città? No, un po' di tutto. Città, mare, laghi, parchi... E la Cappadocia, ovviamente. Ma per quanto tempo? Due settimane? Eh, no, un mesetto. Chissà quante valigie, allora. No, in realtà no. Dei nostri amici tedeschi ci hanno consigliato un tipo di zaino fantastico, leggerissimo e molto capiente. Sì, in effetti è importante viaggiare leggeri. E avete viaggiato sempre in treno? Abbiamo usato diversi mezzi, treni, autobus, voli interni e persino le bici. Che sportive! Più o meno, alla sera eravamo sempre così stanche. E dimmi, il mangiare com'era? Beh, puoi immaginarti delizioso. Sono piatti simili a quelli greci? Sì, abbastanza, ma non sempre. Comunque a te sarebbe piaciuto perché c'erano le uova ogni mattina a colazione. Sì, la mia colazione ideale. E è vero che bevono molti caffè? Direi di sì, anche se è un tipo di caffè diverso da quello a cui siamo abituati noi in Italia. Ma avete avuto qualche problema? Fortunatamente è filato tutto liscio, ma un giorno Teresa è caduta dalla bici. Si è fatta male? Le sue mani e le sue ginocchia erano tutte graffiate e anche sanguinanti. E cosa avete fatto? 
Eh, abbiamo preso un taxi e siamo andate all'ospedale più vicino. I medici sono stati davvero gentili e simpatici. E come avete comunicato? Beh, in inglese ovviamente. Ma il medico che ha visitato Teresa era un vero poliglotta. Oltre al turco e all'inglese, parlava anche un po' di greco, tedesco e italiano. Italiano? Sì, vent'anni fa ha fatto il suo anno Erasmus all'Università di Padova e lì ha imparato un po' l'italiano. E per guadagnarsi qualche soldo extra ha anche lavorato in un cinema in centro. Che storia affascinante! Ci ha detto che adora l'italiano e, per non dimenticarlo, ogni tanto scrive delle brevi poesie in rima. Ah, un poeta! Eh sì, guarda, ecco una foto di lui. Sembra simpatico, ma senti, l'ospedale com'era? Davvero moderno e all'avanguardia. C'erano computer ovunque, corridoi ampi e lunghi, pieni di poltrone comodissime e in generale una bella atmosfera. E Teresa si è ripresa? Sì, per fortuna il giorno dopo stava già meglio. I suoi zii vivono a Istanbul e lei si è fermata qualche giorno da loro per riposarsi. Che avventura! Sì, e la prossima volta devi venire con noi! I love the way that all of those interesting words were sewn beautifully into that conversation, Francesca. <laughs> Bravissima. Ah, <laughs> oh, grazie, che gentile. <laughs> so, as you said, this is a conversation between two friends who are meeting after one of them has spent, uh, well, some time in Turkey. Sì, eh, esatto. Elisa was in Turkey, in Turchia, for a month. Lucky her. <laughs> sì, che fortuna, with her friends, and she's telling everything about it. So what did she do in Turkey? Well, she visited uh, a few cities, she went to the seaside, uh, she even went to lakes, uh, parks, uh, and the region of, uh, eh, come si dice in inglese, Cappadocia? Cap- Cappadocia, I think. <laughs> Cappadocia, yeah, we'll go with Cappadocia. Okay, okay. So she was talking about her luggage. She, she didn't take a, a suitcase, but a, a backpack. Sì, recommended by some German friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, she also said that they traveled by train, but also bus. They took some internal flights and they even did some biking. <laughs> yeah. She also talked a little about the food and drew some comparisons and perhaps some differences to, <laughs> to other food she's had experience of. Yeah, she she also said that the food is very similar to the to the Greek food. They had uh, eggs every morning for breakfast, and she also mentioned coffee being uh, different from the one she's used to in Italy. <laughs> okay, so there's no major problems, but then they they had a, a slight problem in terms of uh, what happened to Teresa. See, her friend Teresa, poverina, she fell off uh, her bike uh, and uh, her hands, her knees were scratched uh, and they had to take her to, to the hospital in the end. Fortunately, all the doctors were, were nice and friendly and uh, then, well, they, they spoke English to, to the doctors. See, but there was one in particular who knew some Italian because he did uh, his year abroad in Padova. <laughs> Un vero poliglotta. Sì, sì, come te. 
Okay, so then uh, she talks a little more about this particular doctor. Sì, è molto interessante. This doctor uh, now writes uh, poems in Italian because he doesn't want to forget uh, uh, the, the language. And he, he seems a very nice doctor. Elisa even shows uh, her friend uh, um, a photo of him. Okay, so the hospital itself was very modern with, with computers everywhere and comfortable chairs and further opportunities to use uh, items of vocabulary that have interesting plurals. <laughs> sì, sicuramente. <laughs> eh, fortunatamente Teresa recovered very quickly and she was lucky enough to have her aunt and uncle in Istanbul. Che coincidenza! Che coincidenza! <laughs> and it just so happens that her aunt and uncle together are gli zii. <laughs> sì, sì, sì. Che coincidenza avere gli zii a Istanbul. <laughs> so at the end Elisa tells her friend that she should join them next time or the next time they go to Turkey. Mi sembra una buona idea. Anche a me. Okay, let's move on to the final section of today's show. Of course, we'll go through the full conversation in our bonus episode, so you can tune into that if you'd like a word-by-word, line-by-line translation and explanation. But it's time now for Ancora una cosina. Sì, sì. La cosina di oggi, Mark, è un pochino diversa dal solito. Okay. It's more of a fact, a cultural fact, but uh-huh. it's something simple and I think something that you can use to impress uh, uh, your friends, your Italian friends, especially if you have uh, friends from uh, Padua or Padova, the city where the Turkish doctor did uh, his uh, year abroad. <laughs> okay, so what is the the expression or what is the interesting thing you've got to share? Okay, it's a way to describe Padova. Padova uh, is often described as la città dei tre senza right so the city of the three withouts si si esatto senza first of all senza in the plural (laughs) it's it's still senza esatto si (laughs) so Padua is the city of three withouts so what are these three withouts so first of all Padova è la città del santo senza nome so the city of a saint without a name. Sì, esatto, Mark. So eh, Padova is very famous for eh, Sant'Antonio, who mm-hmm. is the eh, patron of uh, Padova. And uh, all the, the people in Padova have uh, a deep devotion for Sant'Antonio okay. to the extent that they refer to him as uh, il santo. Okay. They don't even have to uh, say which saint it is. Uh-huh. If they say il santo, it's it's Everyone clear, it's, it's taken for granted that it can only be Sant'Antonio. Sant so that's sì. why he doesn't have a name. Esatto, sì. Okay. So if they say andiamo, andiamo al santo, it means uh, let's go to the, uh, the church. church of Sant'Antonio. The, sì, okay, sì. good to know, good to know. The second senza is Padova è la città del caffè senza porte. So the the city of the cafe without a door exactly. or without doors. Sì. And this refers to the beautiful, famous, historical Café Pedrocchi in the very heart uh, of, um, of Padova. Uh, it's like a, a meeting point for intellectuals, students. And uh, until the start of the previous century, this cafe would never close. Oh, wow. uh, so the doors were always uh, uh, open. open. 
Yes. Dian Nadia. Si, 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 si. Excellent. Si. And uh, finally, Padova è la città del prato senza erba. Okay, so the prato is like a, a, a garden, a, an orchard. Si, o a meadow. A meadow. Si. Senza erba, without grass. Si, si, si. And this refers to Prato della Valle, which is the, the main square, is the name of the square in the, in the center of, um, of Padova. But it's not, uh, it's not a prato, it's just a, a, square, a square, but it's called Prato because uh, in the past uh, it, used to be, uh, it used to be Prato, but these days it's just uh, a square, but it's still referred to as uh, Il Prato. <laughs> so Padova è la città dei tre senza. Il santo senza nome, sì. il caffè senza porte sì. e il prato senza erba. Esatto. Benissimo. Sì, sì, sì. That is where we're going to leave this episode. Again, if you're interested in finding out more about the conversation and following it word by word, line by line, then tune into our bonus episode, which we're just about to record now. You can find that and all the additional materials for Coffee Break Italian Season 3 on the Coffee Break Academy. That's at coffeebreakacademy.com. For now, Francesca, grazie mille. Grazie a te, Marco, e grazie a tutti. A presto, ciao. Ciao. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radio Lingua Network. Copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. Recording copyright 2022, Radio Lingua Limited. All rights reserved. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.